Once again, welcome back. Another episode of Ripe with Wisdom here. Uh, we're coming to you after harvest. We made it. I don't know if you guys had harvest, but maybe it's just another day. My name, your host, Jesse, with my two co-hosts. Jose and uh, Migs. And today I got the privilege and honor of interviewing one of my interns recently this past harvest. His name's Gregory. It's very nice to see you. It's very nice to be on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome, dude. This wine's not bad, man. What do you guys think of it? You know, I always say it tastes like berries, and you know I'm going to commit to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I don't think it has like sugars. Mm-hmm. I think it's dry. If it tastes sweet, it's definitely that fruit, you know? Yeah, Those I think that's just berries, if you will. That grape. <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Sometimes that word can be mistaken. Sweet is like kind of like salivating this. Uh, you mean the sweet aromas? Yeah. When you taste like the sweet candy, exactly. yeah. candy but thing, not, yeah, not residually sweet, not uh, like uh, yeah. sugary sweet. Because sometimes when I'm on a tasting room floor or serving people, and they say, "Oh, this wine's sweet," but I know this wine's dry. Um, but yeah. <laughs> no, I, I honestly a nice chill drinker for me here on this beautiful Tuesday night. Uh, that's what I'll say. Yeah. 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 The producer is uh, Domain Weinbach, kind of a legacy producer out there, had been handed down from generations. Uh, makes Grand Cru's of reverse meter and Riesling, but we are drinking their uh, kind of village style wine, but still a great resemblance of the region and style. And when you say village style, what do you mean by that? Kind of like when you think of a Sonoma County style, Sonoma Coast. Sure. Russian River Valley. You kind of have something in your head. And little case, more high rises on the coast. Sure, sure. You know, um, as opposed to more warmer climate where it's going to be more full-bodied. But what would be the difference between coastal white wine and, like, white wine made more inland? Just, like, the fruit notes. So I would say you get more green notes, more green fruits on the cooler climate, coastal side. And then you get more tropical notes, like your... Uh, Melon, mango, pineapple on the warmer climates. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. yeah. Cooler climates, you'll get like that green apple. Uh, yeah. Maybe some. I really like those flavors. Citrus yeah, I'm, peel. I'm, I'm, I'm a coastal kid, if that's the case. I like the acid. <laughs> I like the high acids in wines. Yeah. Uh, I like acid, acidic drinks. In my food, not necessarily. It depends on the dish, but definitely in wine or in my alcohol i like acidity i'm like you give me the one of those ipas and i'm, I'm like eh, it's not my thing <laughs> sour yeah. beers yeah sour, sour beers beer? yeah i'm a Lambic? sour beer guy oh, i love sour yeah. beers because i'm like Lambic? i like yeah. i like wine Lambic? therefore i like sour beers i like the acidity you know oh yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah when we go too Ooh. hoppy you, you, yeah. you got me lost like i'm not there <laughs> I feel you on that, <laughs> but I think when it comes to beer, I'm transitioning, yeah. going towards more of the lighter beers. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm yeah. like, I'm going back to the pilsners and and lagers. <laughs> <laughs> now a little bit about uh, Gregory. He was our intern from Greece in our abroad program. So, heck yeah, uh, I'd have him come share his experiences and talk to the people. So stoked to yeah. hear about how this harvest went for you. Uh, you know, the season. So, uh, 
Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, always harvest stories to tell. That's oh, right. Yeah. It was a whole new experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything was way different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you done uh, a harvest before? Yeah, or, or is this like the first harvest? The uh, That was actually my second harvest. Oh, sure. My first harvest was in Greece. Actually, when I was starting at uni. Sure. We have to do like a four-month internship. Mm-hmm. To get our degree sure mm. sure yeah oh nice so mm. yeah so you can choose uh, to do whatever you want but it has to be right in the wine industry you can work in a winery in the production or in the tasting room mm-hmm. you can be also if you want in a wine shop sure okay that makes yeah. sense and you can just write them, them that you know you did your internship mm-hmm or you can do your sales, your marketing. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. everything that's related in wine mm-hmm. or beer or, you know, vineyards, like everything, mm-hmm. you can count on them in. Nice. I see, like, just working yeah. one aspect of yeah. the Yeah, industry. exactly. And the fun part is, so if you want, you can split them. Oh, I see. Since it's four months, yeah, you can split two months in a winery or two months somewhere else sure yeah, sure. yeah. but like, it needs a lot of paperwork yeah yeah, yeah. and you're yeah. like uh, yeah and it's enough it's bureaucracy already and yeah. finding an employer it's a pain sure yeah because sure. yeah. Like, you're only reach. working for four months oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but it's more on yeah mm-hmm. well talking about that i mean tell us a little bit about yourself before we deep dive into your uh experiences Just tell us a little bit about yeah. growing up in greece mm-hmm Tell us your hometown. Yeah. Tell us, yeah. Uh, yeah, who is Gregory? No. <laughs> <laughs> actually, growing up in a small town. Uh, actually, I was born in the center of Athens. Oh, mm. shit. Athens? Then we Damn. moved into some two different cities. But, you know, it's pretty much over the million. <laughs> but, you know, Shoot. compared to, to your cities, like San Francisco, or it's way smaller. Oh, okay. It's way yeah. smaller. But... Everything there is more compact. It's like a yeah. big sure. So it's country. like it's bigger than than Santa Rosa. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> we got a good gauge then. <laughs> <laughs> so and then uh, growing up, like, did you take any interest that you wanted to go to school for, or how was it growing up? Like, was it just tourism? Was it wines? Was it agriculture? What was around you? Like, good question. I mean, during my early years, I think nobody wanted what you really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's pretty yeah. much makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I can think a lot of jobs that I could do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I never did them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's like as you grow up, you're trying to find like what you're really good at. Mm-hmm. But at the point that you actually enjoy being really good at and really confident at. Mm-hmm. So as I grow up, I really found out I'm, that I'm really good, not exactly at wine or agriculture. I was really good at more of a chemistry, uh, yeah. research. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm enjoying sitting right in the lab, yeah. doing a lot of analysis. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and, and working I mean, with the, uh, the chemistry side of wine. Yeah. Uh, or just in general. Generally. Generally, generally to, the to chemistry just make, side. Yeah, anything you can do with chemistry, you know, that yeah. applies to 
you know, whether it's the beverage industry, the food industry, the just the medical industry, like, I mean, chemistry is everywhere, um, depending where you want to go with it, right? Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, totally. So, yeah, once I discovered that I was really good at this part, yeah, uh, I really tried to go into there. I mean, mm-hmm. I was trying, I was studying, uh, I mean. In Greece, you don't really pay for university. Mm-hmm. We k- kind of have those public universities. Sure. That, yeah. mm-hmm. But you need to give some kind of exams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you finish your high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. To get in there. Sure. So pretty much I was trying to get into that school. I really wanted to study chemistry. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that didn't go really as planned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so the grades that I got were kind of lower than sure, I expected. Yeah, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. We did some mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things happen. That's right. Yeah. As, as, as things all happen, happens, we all got stories. Life goes on. Shit happens. Yep. Exactly. And I was really thinking it, and it was one of those times where you have to really step back and think what you have done, what your next move is gonna be. Mm-hmm. And pretty much program your next steps. Totally, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was looking for <laughs> another school, mm-hmm. and I was thinking like, okay, maybe I should get there. And if I see that I don't like it, I could give the the exams once again. Sure, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Run it, run it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Parents, right. Yeah. yeah. So I saw kind of much the like the expectations, right? Cause you take it once, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I give it all once. So you know what to prepare. Once. Yeah. So I was checking for departments, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and I saw the department of wine, wine and beverage yeah. sciences. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I studied it a little bit. I looked after it. Mm-hmm. I looked at it, and. Uh, and I saw that it was kind of somehow interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. I also liked wine. I yeah. liked drinking yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like it a lot. Like, yeah. we, we out here like, we love drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, moderation. I mean, yeah, yeah. moderation. <laughs> I mean, I liked wine. Sure. So I was like, okay, maybe I should do it. Maybe mm-hmm. I should check it, see if. It really goes well, and mm-hmm. if it doesn't go well, uh, I should give it again, mm-hmm. my exams again. Sure, yeah. So that's how pretty much I got into the wine industry. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It was completed by chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly, uh, I feel like uh, for me it was almost the same way. So yeah. it was almost by chance because uh, it's not where I was expecting to go either. Uh, and you know what? I'm glad that 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 path did cross my way uh, because I've gotten a lot of great memories, great experiences, and uh, insights to life uh, from working uh, in that industry and people that work in there. So that's a great point, man. Because I think that's an emphasis on this podcast. Because we like to tell people that you don't you don't choose wine as your first option, like. You know, wine isn't everybody's first option. It's like, yeah, it always comes as it a second. It always comes as a second or like a, I don't know, fifth option. Like, 
Maybe it's not an option at all. Or your last option, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing else to do in life. You're retired, like, I'll go pour wine. I'll get into wine. So it's like, mm-hmm. at some point, like, I feel like wine always finds us somehow. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Some, Beautiful. Some people don't even know. <laughs> some people don't even some, know about Exactly. Some people don't care about and wine. Some people don't. When you, and when you tell them about that big wine, mm-hmm. they're going to say, they're going to ask you, Oh, so you drink all the day? So you drink all yeah. day? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I tell him. I tell him. I'm. I spit. I'm not drunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you spit. You don't swallow. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> I say I'm not it's drunk. It depends on the day, you know. I'll, yeah. I'll swallow if it's if it's one of those days. But sometimes, you know, like. I don't get drunk all day. I, I, yeah. it, it literally just isn't fun if you're drinking every day. You know? <laughs> or go silver policy, one and done. One and done. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, exactly. One and done. Yeah. <laughs> Anymore and you're an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but so, yeah. So you majored in uh, wine, vine, beverage. Yeah. Yeah. It's. In, uh, generally, it's enology. Enology, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then you briefly mentioned in our introduction that you had to do an internship to complete the program, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's how you got into production. Yeah. But were you already like doing W set in the, on, the back, on the side, or when did the W set come in? Uh, I did it before my internship. Actually, I was. Uh, it was me with two... Two of my friends. So you're still in college? Uh, yes, we were in college. So I graduated. One and two or one? Two. Uh, I did the all three. Oh, you oh, did all three? three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. All yeah. three. Yeah. Before you even did, did production? Uh, yes. Wow. What? Wow. <laughs> <Damn>. What? <laughs> I mean, I gave the exams for the level three right before my internship. And um. right before my internship, I saw the results. And it showed like I passed. Oh, nice! That was like yeah. two oh. or three days before I started ah. my internship. Yeah, nice. Yo, that's freaking dope. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm like I'm trying to get there. W said three. I'm like, yeah. wait, that's pretty high, right? Like, I mean, I'm hoping to take mine next year. Yeah, wait. dude, that's that's really cool. Huh? <laughs> wait, Jesse, yeah. are you W said to you? W said two right uh, now. Yeah. Uh, and for for our listeners, the W set is a uh, wine and spirits uh, education trust from. Uh, it's an uh, entity in London, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, it's from a school in London. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it's basically yeah. like a standard kind of language that's used within all the countries, how to like describe wine and how to calibrate your palate and how to describe wine so we know what you're talking about. If you're talking about uh, a Sauve Blanc from New Zealand or a Sauve Blanc from France. Yeah, yeah basically you get to know, you get a spherical uh, information about the whole wines in the world. Mm. Mm. How's it different from like trying to be a psalm? Uh, we were talking about yeah. this. Yeah, psalm uh, is more practical. Yeah, psalm uh, is more doing. Uh, it's more uh, service oriented. Like mm. uh, in the restaurants, the psalm is the guy who also will also do the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wines. He will also see if this wine. Uh, can if you compare this wine with this type of food with the menu mm. right. yeah with the menu sure yeah. and he will try to adjust the wine list mm-hmm. mm. yeah but that makes uh, sense. with the double set it's kind of different 
it's not like a song. Yeah. Uh, you get a more sphere, you get more information, and mm. you might know some things that a song doesn't need to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. And vice versa. Some people might know things that W said people don't need to know. And, yeah. You know, and I could, off the top of my head, I could, all I can think of is like, all the classic cocktails and yeah, I don't need definitely that. Uh, you got to know your vintages. Yeah. You know, you got to be able to describe a '96 compared to a '98. Yeah, because you're also you're also selling, right? I, I mean, that's part of the service, right? Can you talk? Can you talk about that? You know, yeah. and uh, I think that's the thing that where the psalm steps in, as opposed to where, like you said, W says, just like we know the producers renowned. Anything they put out is prestigious and like well crafted. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can see like the label, the ball, and y- you can somehow predict how this one is gonna be. Sure, exactly. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's, uh, that's like kind of like the idea, like the higher W set. Yeah, you go, you kind of yeah. are just really like you can look at a bottle of wine and know yeah, that a was lot about it just from like first glance. Yeah, yeah that like was pretty graphical indication. Yeah. That was pretty much the whole concept of the. Uh, Level three, sure. I mean, you, one of the concepts. I, like I mean, that. you will get to see the the label, yeah, and you will describe the wine just by looking the label, yeah. Mm. Like knowing a a Chenin Blanc is from like Anjou or some more. Yeah, I mean, you will see but, some uh, characteristics. Because most places label it geographically, not by varietal. So you gotta like know how to read both wine labels. Yeah, because like. Isn't French wine like that? They they do geographically. Yeah, everything say, here is yeah, everything varietal. in the new world. We do everything wild, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, we do varietals. It's we mark as a varietal. Yeah, it's that red blend. It's the red blend. <laughs> 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 that is wine for the people. All right, like <laughs> some of us out here can't be red buying blend. those, you know, fifty dollar bottles. We got our. $3 bottles of Gallo and we run with it, you know? Like <laughs> You don't get to write the whole varieties. All varieties. You just write the red blend. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Writing makes red makes the job easier. Yeah. <laughs> or that's a fancy, or that's the way to cover up Merlot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's such a funny term out here in California. I hate seeing red blend. You don't like red blend? I don't like red blend. Even though there's some, it could be some good red blends. Yeah. Like I know Faust makes a good red blend. Uh-huh. But it's, uh, I guess, like, know your producer who you're getting that red blend from. Yeah. Yeah. So it puts a lot of the effort on knowing who makes a good red yeah. blend because there's a lot of all right to meh red blends out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or, you know what? They're doable for the job. But, you know, if you want to enjoy the red blend a little more, you got to go out of your, you got to, you know, make the effort to find it true um but what about ridge do they make is like their linton springs technically a red blend or is that just a field blend yeah that's like a co-ferment that's like a field co-ferment uh and i guess that's another fancy way of saying red blend but yeah (laughs) 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 but but it's different all right it's not a red blend like (laughs) (laughs) it's fermented prior to blend (laughs) (laughs) well yeah because because they just pick all the grapes from the from Linton Springs Vineyard, right? Yeah. And then they 
ferment it all together. Exactly. So it's different. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not a red blend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a co-ferment. It's mm. a co-ferment. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You uh, heard that word before? Cold ferment. Cold ferment. Fermented cold. No, no, like two two varietals at the same time. Uh, like a, yeah, like, like cooperative, like ferment. How you write like it. a co ferment. So you make you, uh, you mix the let's say like Merlot and Cab, and you yeah. put them, you crush them together, and then you ferment ah, them together. Yeah, co ferment. Oh. Like two yeah. together. Ah, uh, and you, you put like the yeah. And you put like the juice of two varietals, or like this, yeah, or the grapes. Like let's say you get Pinot Noir and yeah. uh, you know um, Val de Gay, yeah, and you throw them all in the same bin to ferment <laughs> or the same tank. Same bin, yeah, same tank. It's gonna go to the same bottle. That's right. Exactly. That's yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> we all know where it's going. <laughs> exactly. But like that's why we were talking about our, our red blends because we know Ridge at Litton Springs. Yeah, they don't uh, separate their varietals. They don't pick different varietals in the field. They just pick it all at the same time, and it all goes in the same tank. So it's like I don't know how many, like five, six varietals out there. That's quick and dirty. So, <laughs> but it's, I think the appreciation comes from like uh, back in the day, the Italian planters, like that's their best way of trying to get a blend without being able to make a whole barrel to be able to like. Blend into the wine or blend into the the bulk wine that you want to do. So, so you avoid the blending process? You avoid the blending process by planting it in the field to give it that extra. But you're not going to blend like the each slot from each barrel either no. ways? No, I think at this point you just want the characteristic of the vineyard. Of, so the, like, of the terroir yeah, with the different that. varietals? Think of like it as like a, like, as you know, like a, a monopoly, you know? It's kind of like just... A designated site, once a vineyard. Yeah, it's uh Let me see. So they try to express only one vineyard, and they pull <laughs> them all together. Because yeah, because that vineyard's historically planted, right? It's like one hundred twenty year old vines. The, the ridge, the ridge vines, like, like pre prohibition, probably like eighteen eighty or eighteen ninety. They planted those vines. Yeah, like um, pretty, like historic vines in the area, I guess. Yeah, because I think that's the claim to fame for Ridge, right? With Litton Springs, I think so. Yeah, it's like what? So the, why do each year they have different blends? Well, because they different make percent of blends. I think that's just because that's uh, that's their magic mm -hmm. in the background, you know. Uh, or sometimes they just try to like maybe take that percentage of of the vines out there and just say, hey, that's the percentage <laughs> blend that it is. Drop you know? those vines, cut those grapes <laughs> off. We only need. This much of that or, particular or, you know grape. I mean? Like let's say, let's say you know hypothetically, there's a thousand vines, and you know seven hundred, seven hundred fifty vines are Cabernet soft. Okay, so you put seventy seventy five percent Cab soft. Yeah, and then you know if you got like a hundred vines of this, you put okay, that's ten percent. You know, so yeah, you just kind of fill it up if you whatever want they there. remain. It's interesting though as a style of like growing because it's like just grow the whole vineyard harvested as one and just ferment it it's very easy you don't have to do a blending step you're like this is our blend yeah or you know what we're gonna choose to you know only take half of our vineyard over here 
Uh, or, or maybe not half a you know like a, a little bit less so that we can change our blend up this year that's not in mm. our blend for this year <laughs> and i've had to do that like at my last job i uh i marked the vines with red blotch with vine disease with caution tape and i would tell the picking crew don't pick the ones with yellow tape pick the ones without yellow tape yeah and so you're right there following two lines like hey no not that one not that one yeah not that one it's that extra care to like that blend yeah. that you know might make the difference in like just the profile of the wine. Uh, so yeah. I mean, but it makes its way different. I mean, totally. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like a ridge is like a well respected. So, so they try to take pride in anything they make, and uh, it's pretty big, especially if they're honoring a site like Linton Springs or Geyserville. Good old Geyserville. But, <laughs> uh, I'm, like, I'm excited to take you there. I We're say going there. Geyserville. <laughs> that could be it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking. I'm taking. Oh, I, that's all, that's how I heard all the Geyserville locals call it. This Geyserville. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking, man, if we should do this podcast after the wine tasting, so you could have talked about Ridge and the Montebello. Yeah, but we're talking about it now. <laughs> yeah. oh, they always clip it. this. Yeah, put it over there. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, you know, cause there's not too many places in California that have historic site or geographical, like, indication. In there. Yes, true. I mean, being New World Wine, like, there's not a whole lot of identity necessarily. Like, you kind of create it on your own. So to have a historic site in this area does have a lot of weight because there's not a lot, you know, compared to, like, the old world wines in, in Europe and then, like, so around... Like these vines have been planted for 75. You know? Yeah, we... <laughs> yeah, there are more laws. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, that might change, but it'll take a lot of years. Because over here, yeah. it's like, oh, we've got a good site, old vines, rip them out. Yeah. Replant. That's right. Well, there's yeah. some people who are like, you know what? No, let's take care of these old vines. <laughs> Keep taking care of these old vines. Yeah, yeah, that... I believe that in future, that will change. I mean, you might have some PGI, PDI uh, indications. I mean, I believe it. Ready for bottle two? We'll see. I or think. Not. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm. I'm ready for bottle two. Whenever we're ready. Yeah, maybe it should get into uh, the TTB and start enforcing more stricter wine laws on all these producers out here. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Wild West for a reason, you know. <laughs> I want to upgrade quality. I need to go do it no, from within. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, from like, within cheers. the tax bureau. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I mean, I'm just glad that we can at least label by AVAs. At least, like, yeah. yeah. Like, we still uh, have, like, at least a general region of where things are from. So, you know, people still know where to find it. Yeah, I try to only buy wines that have like AVAs, like you know, uh, Russian River Valley or Dry Creek Valley, uh, Sonoma Coast, Coast, yeah, Carneros, Sonoma Valley, you know, um, you know yeah. Rutherford, Saint Helena, Calistoga, Mount Vida, uh, that very big <laughs> places, yeah, exactly, very uh, general Napa Valley, Sonoma yeah. County, you know, Tokalon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. local, <laughs> local wine, <laughs> you know, so. California yeah, wine. That's right. <laughs> USA. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's like California. 
California white wine, California red wine. You got to be careful for those three words. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's from California, but I can tell you that's a Frankenstein of a wine. Like, <laughs> it's, prob- it's probably from the Central Valley. Got a lot of sugar. A lot of residual sugar. High filtration. <laughs> Man, so uh, any advice you give to somebody taking their W set three? Or, like, you know, especially me going into W set three? Study a lot. It's really hard. But like studying with people in a classroom setting, or you think you I can mean, do it by yourself? Uh, what I will say, whatever makes you feel more better and more confident that sure. you know them, that you know it. I mean, everyone has a different approach mm-hmm. of uh, how they try to learn yeah. information. I mean, I'm kind of weird. I was trying actually read the book, mm-hmm. underline the most important parts. And then write the whole paragraph with my own words. Oh, sure. Yeah, because yeah, you got to be able to summarize it in the, in the theory section. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that's a good, uh, that's a good point. Yeah, exactly. And the yeah. book is like 110 pages. That's actually a good. I'm a, I'm that's a, big. Yeah, that's big. But it, but it is that's a like big you did, ass book. Yeah, <laughs> but you did that like incrementally, like just every day. A yeah, few pages summarized. Yes, actually, the book it contains some things from WSET two and WSET one. Okay. So on actually on the first day, like very first day, since I first day I got the book, sure. I started studying. Sure. Uh, the things that I knew, mm-hmm. and then as we moved on, I tried to study more about the the rest. About the rest of the book. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And. Yeah, actually, that was a pretty difficult month uh-huh. because I said with the WSET 3, mm-hmm. I had to handle with classes. Oh, sure. Yeah, so uh, you're taking classes and studying for the WSET. Yeah, I also had my job. Oh. <laughs> uh, I also had to write my thesis. <laughs> so during April 2022, the program was like this. Sure. My normal day will be like this. I will wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will. We will do like a video chat just to write our thesis. Mm-hmm. Then I have. We had to shut it down, and go to my class to the WSET three class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually took the very intense lessons. I mean, each lesson, each class lasted for five hours. Oh shoot! I see. So yeah. I was doing like two. Um, it was actually two classes mm-hmm. in one. Oh, okay, I see. So I will do five hours of the WSET three. Okay, and then I will uh, leave straight to my job. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, then I will work. It was from four to ten. Oh, four shoot. p.m. to ten p.m. Yeah, and then I will return home. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god just to yeah. do it over right run it back next day like. yeah <laughs> hey, but so that was pretty much uh, my program for <laughs> <laughs> hey but like kobe would say that's the dream right there amigo that's <laughs> the dream yeah. that's true those sleepless nights those tireless nights when you're getting up when you don't want to that's it right there you know so we work yeah. hard for <laughs> it was also that if i didn't do it that time i wouldn't have done it Sure, yeah. It, it sounds like, honestly, like I've been debating doing WSET 1, and that seems like 
not too bad, but oh. as like the levels uh, seem to get kind of like exponentially harder. Or it's like, yeah, the first one is like you know. Uh, uh, multiple choice, you know, yeah. just kind of like easy study. The second one, you know, maybe a sweat down your face. You know, come W set three, you got the full <laughs> waterfall. Like, it's <laughs> 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 so much stuff you gotta learn. Like, I'm just like, that's why. That's why I think it's so cool that uh, that you've done that because Jesse's told me a lot about the W set and the W set two and three, and three seems pretty tough. So I, I'm I'm. Yeah, I'm yeah three is cool. tough. I'm not gonna lie, it's really tough. <laughs> is I mean, there? I remember, I remember the time that I gave it. I mean, during the theoretical, I mean, you will do one tasting. Mm-hmm. It will give you like two glasses of wines, and you will have like to see how it looks, how it smells, how it tastes. Sure. And then they, you will have to give the theory. Uh-huh. Which I think it lasted for two hours. No, oh. I don't remember. <laughs> You're like but it's a blur. Yeah, <laughs> but you needed to know the questions pretty mm. pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you didn't, or else you couldn't afford the time. Sure, and I was writing all the time. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, the entire time your hands are working and you're like, if you take a oh, break, yeah, you yeah. can't pass it. Like oh, you yeah, need yeah, to yeah. be thinking on the fly. Yeah, you cannot be thinking it. Yeah. That's crazy though. <laughs> what do you have to do in the theory? Describe the wine that you uh, drank? They give you a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Uh they will also teach you in the classes, I mean, how the questions are formed mm-hmm. and um, how pretty much you can answer to get the whole points. Mm. So yeah, they will guide you very pretty pretty well. Yeah, I mean, uh, it might have from a very simple question like describe this area. They may also ask you. They may also give you a label, just a random label. Yeah, and then you have to describe what wine you it expect is. to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? I think he hit it on the nail. Uh. Describing the region, so like, yeah. take for example, Sonoma County. How would you describe it to somebody? Like oh, Pinot, yeah. Chardonnay. Cool climate. Cool climate. Um, I would say we're uh, prone to frost. Maybe it's a little bit, recently, of, a little bit of mildew. <laughs> exactly. A lot of fog. Long, <laughs> long growing season, you know. A lot of fog. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. that Very helps true. too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right. Too. Lots of fog. As really? someone who's worked yeah. as a culture technician, I was there at 7 a.m. and there's like mist everywhere. And you're like, whoa, am I in a ghost well, movie? You like, can't see yeah. the road. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> am I in a scary movie? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool, though. But yeah, exactly. And that, I, I think that does describe our area pretty well. Uh, yeah. And then you'd have to like talk about like, uh, you know, more towards the cooler coastal sites. Is, Higher acidic, uh, more green fruits, like green apples, like we were talking about earlier. Uh, you know, maybe like some lemon peel. And then as you go more inland to the warmer sites, like Sonoma Valley, Dry Creek Valley, Alexander Valley, you get those warmer influences, like tropical notes of melon, mango, you know, more savory, pineapple, more, uh, you know, more blue fruit on the on the reds. Mm-hmm. As opposed to red fruit, or uh, more cooler on the 
coastal sites mm-hmm. uh, on your pinos. Uh, wow, just all that knowledge you're reciting to me, and I'm just like, that is that is what you're yeah. studying. Like, and that's, I, I couldn't and, even and tell and you, and I've lived here for all my and life. That's Sonoma County. <laughs> gotta love Sonoma County. Like, Would you have to describe like the specific AVAs or? No, not entirely. Or it can be a general. Uh, they will basically show you the base. They you will show you the basic AVAs like Los Carneros, Dry Creek, Alexander Valley. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you just nothing, uh, you should at least like have a nothing special. Kind of like basically what I just said about Sonoma County. Yeah. I should be able to say about most regions or appellations of the wine world. Crazy, mm, yeah, a yeah. big percentage. Yeah, that's yeah. like an encyclopedia, of encyclopedia knowledge. of knowledge, and yeah. you really yeah. just like. Also, one thing you cannot really learn them by book. Yeah, I actually have to come to California to really know, really, really learn about Sonoma. Yeah, Sonoma mm. is very diverse. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's hard to understand. You can learn it by just. By just reading a book. Yeah. Uh, you can get an idea of it, but to no, really, no. like, truly understand. No, not even an the, idea. Yeah. No. Well, because, I mean. Cause <laughs> okay, it, no. that's fair. Yeah. Uh, well, because, yeah. I mean, also Sonoma County has all the microclimates. Alexander Valley is completely different than, like, Dry Russian Creek River. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Russian River. Yeah. You know, uh, Fort Ross. Then you mm. got to. You know, can you describe the Petaluma Gap? That's a break in the mountain range, you know, if got to be able to explain this geographical geographically to people to kind of understand yeah i say sonoma county is kind of like fingers there's so many valleys mm-hmm. just think of like a valley in between every finger you have like oh true that's a mm-hmm. nice way to think about it yeah you know you got alexander valley dry creek russian right. river valley you got these like Green small valley. hill lines that go exactly. throughout the, the, the landscape exactly know? Just creating these small little microclimates like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Changes in soils and we have over 50 types of soils. So. That's true. And then all that, like if it's east facing, west facing, north, south facing, whatever, like wherever they planted it and how that affects it too. Like, yeah. 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 That's what I said. You can really, you have to see it by yourself. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. That makes you cannot sense. Yeah. just... Take a book and turn pages and read the pages. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. And even trying that's the not wine. gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> even just trying the wine you're reading about, I think, also makes me help helps me understand it. Like, uh, about what? I don't know. Like, let's say I'm uh, reading about Madeira, or you know, I, I don't understand this five year old, ten year old. Maybe let me go buy a bottle, try. Try it, see what they're talking about, or see if it makes sense. Uh, or like the German style, like Spätlese from Spätlese from a Auslese. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can you see the difference just from reading it, from tasting it? Tasting it exactly. So I like to buy it while I so I can drink it while I read and study. Yeah, you don't really learn just from uh, reading. Yeah, you learn just from doing. So yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I mean, uh, the book just gives you information. Yeah. Knowledge is not information. Yeah. It's actually applied information. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it gives you like the baseline theory, but it doesn't give you like the 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 experiential wisdom and knowledge that you get from actually being in there and experiencing it. So like 
you can see it on paper and say, yes, that's what it is. But you don't really know. You cannot describe what it, it is. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it, <laughs> it's, it's that deeper it is, knowledge. It's just yeah. information. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like how I look at Bordeaux. It's just, oh, if it's not first growth, it must, must not be good. <laughs> yeah. there's good there's good fifth growths you know there's good fourth growths that are actually making astounding wine mm-hmm. well yeah we tried that good local growth, ones right? that's right chateau belgrave we tried that fifth growth oh my God. good box wines <laughs> I would love to make, i'd love to make like a, a really cheap wine <laughs> and label it like hundredth growth <laughs> but you know it's a nice hundred so you know like people are gonna think it's like fancy you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. there's a lot of people out here trying to trying to give the grand crew a name out here in california it's like no nobody's taking it like oh i was i was curious that you know we've been talking and we've been pouring a new uh Around here, can we talk about the what we're drinking right now? Oh yeah, speaking of W set three and being able to read a wine label. Yeah, let's give our W set three expert a little chance to talk about this <laughs> if you want to read this wine label to people. So this is this is made by Medici Ermete uh, Arte and Concerto Reggiano. Denominazione d'origine controllata Lambrusco. Just the way you Product said that. Product of Italy. Uh. That sounds so nice. Like I could not say it like that. That's the way it should sound when you're reading a label. I don't know. I just sounds thought, like Italian. It sounds real Italian. I'm just yeah. like, man, I wish I had that kind of accent. Like it sounded so good. I'm already ready to drink this. Like I'm sold. I want two bottles. I want two. <laughs> I love it. No, this one is really nice. It's like a way different flavor from other reds that I've tried. I'm not gonna lie. Well, because I think it's Lambrusco, right? Lambrusco, yeah. Yeah, this is not a cab. And then, you know, like, you got to take it from me. I'm not, like, deep, deep in wine, but I have, like, my very basic ideas of different varietals. This is not a cab. It's not a pinot. But I really like the mouthfeel on my tongue. And I don't know what that is, but... Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it Lambrusco, not Venice Vinifera? Uh... It's a good question. I'm not <laughs> sure. What do we know I about mean, Lambrusco? No, I think it's the varietal. <laughs> okay, yeah. Mm. The varietal. Yeah. Is it like Pinot, like thin-skinned, or is it kind of the thicker skin grape? Or mm. I don't get a lot it. of tannins here compared to... You can to see it. No, it doesn't have tannins. Yeah, that's what I. That's why I'm liking it. I'm like, oh, that's why it's nice. It doesn't taste like a, like a cab. Like, I'm sorry, like... Cab is just way too tannical all the time, unless you let it age, like, a long time, you know? <laughs> so, um, this is really nice. Man, this is the product of Italy I'm going for. Is this an import from, uh, like, Bottle Barn or something? I got this one at Bottle Barn. Oh, my yeah. gosh. This might actually be one that I buy. Like, a lot of, you know, a lot of wines we try, I'm like, that was, <clears throat> that was nice. But, um, you know, would I drop 50 or 100? This I would consider dropping just because I'm really enjoying this wine right now. Um, How much do you think that wine is? I'm going to guess and say like $35. Dollars? Uh, yeah, 35 to 40 maybe. Uh, dollars, yeah. Am I right or wrong? <laughs> I want to say I got it for like 19 Oh, shit. Oh, even better. But 
This yeah. is really nice that for the price. Like, I would definitely get one of these bottles. I'm nice, enjoying it right now. There's so. some high-end uh, Lambruscos out there, and, but it's yeah. a good entry level. So for, this is the first time I've tried Lambrusco, nice. and it's like, oh, it hits the spot. Uh, this is my first intro, and I'm enjoying it. So, All right, so we touched up on our college. Did you talk uh, to us about your first intro? It was too? actually a winery, but it's actually two, two wineries. Sure. Uh, the one is in Santorini. The other one is in Nemea. Mm-hmm. Nemea is a big. It's not big. It's a region in the Peloponnese. It's a small village actually, mm-hmm. but it makes high quality wines. Oh, I mean, it's pretty yeah. known. Yeah, and uh, so kind of, kind of, it's kind of a small winery. Mm-hmm. I mean, in twenty twenty two, where I did my internship. Uh, we received like about 800 tons. Wow. I mean, 180. Yeah. And 600. Yeah. 780. Wow. Tons. That's, so that's pretty small. Like yeah. relative to just, you know. Yeah, for um, US, yeah. it's small. Yeah. For <laughs> Greece, like it's not big. Yeah. It's medium. Yeah, I no, totally. Say. Yeah, relatively. Sure. Yeah, yeah it, it's not really small. It's big enough to import its wines to the U.S. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The whole Europe, U.S. and Australia. Yeah. I just so, like, from, from my experience working with uh, like Landmark and Silver Oak, it's just like, oh, wow. Like, it, so it really is like a really well-pocketed like area where you're really working on, it's like smaller batch but quality grapes, quality wine in that area. And that, that sounds really nice to me. So, <laughs> like, to, to really have that extra hand in working yeah. in the wines and making something that, you know, is, like, worthy of talking about and drinking and enjoying, like, yeah. So. Yeah, I think in Landmark, I, I could see clearly that uh, what they said about that the whole, that, you need to have a really good grapes, yeah, to make a really good wine. Mm-hmm. I saw that in Landmark. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we received the first grapes, hop kill, yeah, they were clean. Oh yeah. yeah, they were pretty. Yeah, they were excellent. Yeah, yeah, the hop kiln. They were perfect. Hop kiln Pinot is insane the russian river valley yeah i love hopkill pinot and it's so sad that when i was working at landmark as an intern that was the year of the fires when hopkill wasn't picked because of that year and like i was like oh man like i wanted to work with the hopkill and i didn't get a chance but i tried like the previous year's hopkills so good uh, i was such a fan of like the previous vintage hopkills so yeah, I mean yeah, good grapes make great wine. You know, yeah, so. and also yeah. like you said, clean. Because mm-hmm. we get some fruit that was like kind of pretty dirty, mm-hmm. like full like, of dirt. Not like full of dirt, but also like I mean, you know, they're the the vineyards infested with vine mealybugs, so there's a lot of ants. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, 
and even just leaves like just you know they didn't have mold yeah some of those chardonnay they didn't have bunch rot some of those chardonnay yeah yeah okay they had like two or three rains two or three days yeah, of exactly. rainfall i mean that was the last <laughs> yeah that's pretty it. much we <laughs> tried we tried to just get yeah the that's normal yeah <laughs> it was a strange year for chardonnay yeah were, were the chardonnay like kind of moldy it's like they hung on for such a long time Pinots did great though. Yeah. They just ripened the right along. Mm. Just with the cool weather and the Chardonnay kind of got stuck waiting for that extra sunlight to kind of give it that push mm-hmm. that it never got. That Pinot thrived on. Because, so. yeah, this year we've oh, had a bit of like interim rain during the summer, yeah. right? Which is kind of. It was strange. Just strange, but, you know, yeah. it just makes for a very interesting year, you know? <laughs> I mean, even in June, it was kind of cold. Exactly. Yeah, we only had like yeah, a couple weeks cool. of summer here. <laughs> yeah. It was strange this year. Yeah, but, but yeah. vintage variation. That's right. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting year. Yeah. It's a long, cool growing season. That's what I tell people. Right? Unlike last year, where Remember we had that heat wave. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. True. Oh my god. Yeah, I was working in there too. Like. Uh, <laughs> there was a few times where you know, and if you're in the if you work in the vineyards, if it gets above ninety five degrees, like legally they're supposed to pull you out and just be like you're off for the day. And it happened like two or three times that year while while I was working, where it hit ninety five degrees Fahrenheit, and they're like you out of there, <laughs> like, like we're not we're not legally we would be liable if you stayed there. So get out. <laughs> Actually, I'm about to write it. I, was, I got some inspiration for my wine description of the year. You know, like my so I put, remember I, I think earlier in this year I was uh, saying like heavy rainfall led to late blood yeah. break. Has Luis made you made any descriptions for his labels yet? No. Uh, followed by a cool growing season. Hmm. Oh, there we go. I like that. Because <laughs> it rained when... It's um, a potential <laughs> uh, bud rot. Yeah. Right? That's a potential bud rot in white. Because didn't it start raining when it was like the vines are first starting to grow wow. too? All reds ripened. Yeah. Yeah, write it oh, down before you ripen. forget. Yeah. But like, uh, no, I guess, uh, I guess, yeah, I guess I got, I'm still working on it. Man. I'm still working on it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Heavy I don't rain. think that wasn't a full ripe. Heavy rainfall led to late bud break, followed by a cool growing season. Led to potential bud rot. In white, while reds performed exceptionally well in the cool growing. I mean, uh. <laughs> Perfect. Because I helped my buddy write wine notes, yeah. for like for his wine and for like the vineyard, like the year, you know what I mean? But yeah. I like to talk about the whole year now. It's just kind of. <laughs> it helps describe the Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm, I'm wondering how the cab's gonna be. I know we'll t- we'll we'll find out on Sunday. We'll we'll talk to Kathy, or not we'll talk to Kathy, but we'll talk to the people there at Corson. Oh, you're gonna take him to Corson? Yeah, I took Jose to Corson. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Hell yeah, it, she's pretty good. She makes good wine. Uh, I still haven't been, but I've heard a lot of hype about it. So. <laughs> so gone over your college experience uh some of your w set and work experience is there any advice you'd give to someone starting off in that first internship uh or like what to expect uh good question i mean uh, i would suggest just to choose something that you really good at i mean 
we mostly do internships during our last year because uh, to be able to do the internship, you must have passed a certain number of uh, classes. Mm. You cannot do your internship during your first year. Mm. Uh, that's impossible. Uh, I believe that <laughs> till fourth year or fifth year or sixth year, you pretty much have seen some things. And I hope you'll know where you should head at. So I will suggest just do what you're really good at, whatever it is, if it's winery or if it's a wine shop, you just do whatever you feel you're good at yeah, and just work on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about that's great advice, a harvest, man. about the winery, harvest is going to be a little bit different than you're pretty much used to. Mm-hmm. A lot of overtime. <laughs> a lot yeah. of hard manual labor. Uh, a lot of... Uh, in some places, a lot of non-paid overtime, <laughs> especially in Greece. <laughs> uh, yeah. Never it. heard of that one, NPO. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a, lot, a lot of nerves can kick. Winemakers <laughs> can be assholes. <laughs> yes. Can be jerks, but you know. Talk after about after a tough day, you just you can just have a bottle of beer. That's right. Get yeah. over it. Yeah. A lot of good beer to make good wine, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You need that beer at the yeah, end of the get day. Used to it. Good beer to make good wine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like that. So but yeah, that's the whole magic of it. So mm-hmm. expect the unexpected. Exactly. <laughs> expect everything. Yeah, expect everything. Everything. <laughs> so I can't calculate that. There's too many. There's too many variables. <laughs> I love it, man. No, that's great advice. Yeah, I mean, I, as someone who has worked a harvest and and. Yeah, just expect the unexpected. Come in there and just you know put your best effort, and that's really all you can do. And 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 just enjoy the ride. Like, what about any advice you'd give to somebody uh, getting an internship abroad, like the visa process? Or, oh yeah, like yeah. was oh, that? That's a good question. That's a yeah. very unique perspective that no one has talked about on this podcast. Uh, yeah, like, um, I mean. If you really want to see another stuff, more things, how do I get that internship? How do I get to here? Uh, I really want to see more about winery. And I asked one person in the university, uh, how can I get that? Should I take a master's or something like that? And he was telling me that you should get more experience. Maybe if you do some kind of internship, I can help you build your resume. I can help you build your letter and we fixed my resume, my letter, and I sent my CV to a lot of wineries mm-hmm. uh, trying to do some kind of internship. I sent it to a lot of wineries around Europe. Sure. Yeah. I haven't got an answer. Uh, be honest, I didn't really want America Yeah. because the whole paperwork is just a pain. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> the whole process. I mean, getting a visa, yeah. collect all your paperwork, go yeah. to the embassy for the interview. Yeah. Uh, my interview was pretty much easy, but I've heard some stories of about some guys who they were questioning them for about an hour. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just like, 
you know, just no, like it's overextensive. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I want to work. Just give me my visa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, they just, just want to see motives. You know? I mean, yeah. <laughs> motives and intentions. Yeah. It's the thing that I didn't say anything different from them. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah, that extra hassle. Yeah. Uh, the extra. Just because of nationality. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And yeah, like, so can't lie, like, that so that's happens. really the tough part. Yeah. And you don't really know if you're going to get the visa. Mm-hmm. And some countries, some nationalities are struggling to get any type of visa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the it's sad, unfortunate difficult. truth of, yeah, just the way that the I mean, the U.S. government handles, uh, you know, different like immigrants and, and or just people that want to come in and work and. You know, they're always just like, it's a lot of paranoia, (laughs) a lot of, a lot of, uh, yeah, just, yeah, it's like, yo, let them come in, let them work here, let them, you know, I don't know. Yeah, they're not going to sit forever. I mean, (laughs) they might if they're lucky. Yeah, yeah, so. But it's really hard. Yeah, no. Because they're foreign. But, you know, so you had to go through that entire process to just get a visa, right, to come here. And and so you were like, I want to, like, work in america just because i know i'm gonna have to go through this entire process <laughs> right like just to come here like with the interviews and stuff that they've done or yeah they did, yeah you're telling people that's what you have to go through to to you know explore potentially your options as like yeah if you want to go uh study uh, abroad work abroad those are the steps you have to take right i mean yeah if you yeah. want to take some decisions yeah. I mean, if you really can afford to do it, yeah, and if you really want it, you go do it. Mm-hmm. Sure, Preach. you have to put in your mind that once you take some decisions, you get to do certain things. You just have to take some responsibilities, mm-hmm. and if you don't do them, there might be some consequences. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. well said. And that's pretty much on everything. <laughs> well said. Well said. No, I agree. Yeah. So. To everybody out there listening, take note. Yeah, but, you know, I guess, I mean, you know, for, for the advice for people that want to... Uh, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> for the people that want to go work abroad and, and explore, and, you know, new wine areas uh, and work but abroad, you got to put the elbow grease in. Yeah. Put in the effort. But it's a whole yeah. new experience. You won't regret it. Yeah. You will awesome. not regret it. Uh, and then with that message, too, it's like, yeah, you you got to work for it, but uh, it's it's worth it. I like it. Any uh, memorable experiences in California so far? Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> I mean. Have you enjoyed our little state here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a whole new experience for me. Uh, I never got out of the country mm-hmm. since today. Oh, wow. And I got to do a lot of things that I will never do. Mm. So that's the whole magic of it. Uh, I mean, it's uh, one of the few times that I was out of the country uh, without my family, without seeing family, without seeing friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pretty much the first time that I got to stay alone to a whole new continent. Yeah, Mm. totally. I mean, that's Uh, insane. (laughs) I mean, managing all your budget, your rent, yeah, your, totally. uh, all basic necessities like food, clothing, uh, driving. 
Yeah. yeah. I wasn't driving in Greece. It's pretty much the first time that I'm driving sure. like, consistently. Mm. Yeah. And <laughs> basically, yeah, it's a whole new experience. Totally. Congrats, man. Yeah, no, seriously. Good, yeah. Man. Way to get out that uh, comfort zone, you know? No, yeah. seriously. I'm like, I'm not sure if I've been I you know, like a I mean, I've only interned it to wine country here. I haven't gone abroad. Like, you know, that's a whole different aspect of, like, trying to figure out your shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I'm in, a, I'm in a new country, new continent. Yeah. I got to get my shit together. <laughs> yeah, when you first land, when you first land, uh, you, you're thinking, like, oh, shit. Now I'm alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm by, by who's, myself. Who's picking me up from the airport? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, honestly. Did you land here in Santa Rosa or in SF? Uh, SF. 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 Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. You're like, uh, oh, I'm here. <laughs> now what? <laughs> love it. <laughs> I love it, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Uh, we've touched up on it quite a bit. Um, before we head off into our quick hitters, do uh, you have any future plans within the industry where you see yourself going, wanting to do, or you know, switching departments to learn something else, whether it's vineyards, retail, marketing? I mean, uh, what are your plans for the wine industry? Yeah, or just in general in your studies. I mean, it sounds like you have a knowledge of chemistry that you just seem to be excelling at. Like, what? what, what I mean, what, what do you seem seems interesting to you in the future? You know, as you go forward, <laughs> I believe I can stay more in the winery. Yeah. Uh, what's gonna happen in the future? I'm not pretty sure yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what I'm really gonna know, what I really know, is once I return to Greece, I'll be pretty much jobless yeah yeah <laughs> like okay from one stepping stone to another yeah <laughs> uh so the first thing is that i have to find a job sure sure yeah not just any job not <laughs> just any job <laughs> that's right ideally yeah, yeah. Exactly. ideally <laughs> we'll just see i mean huh. i like that yeah the leap of the unknown right yeah, it's just sometimes you need to just have to, to adjust to the new things. Yeah, adapt. yeah, yeah. To adapt. adapt. Uh, well said. Yeah. Uh. So uh, one of the things that we uh, always do at the, towards the end of the podcast, um, whenever we have any guests, is we hit uh, our guests with some quick questions. Do you have a favorite wine, grape, style, style or region? Varietal. I mean, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? You know, I can say grape. Sure. For white, I'm going to say Riesling. Nice. For yeah. red, Pinot Noir. Oh, or yeah. Syrah. Yeah. Okay. I really like them. Do you have a favorite wine memory, bottle you drank, worked on, or helped on? I still remember that Ridge Estate cab. Oh, really? Yeah. Right, we're going there. Oh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> speaking about Ridge. I still remember it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a 2018 vintage. Oh, sure. Oh, nice. Okay. I had it like three years ago, uh -huh. 2021. Yeah, I still mm. remember. Oh, really? Good. We'll wow. have a We'll have a reserve and a library vintage, like a 2011 or a 2012. Mm. 
Like uh, the Montebello? With, like, yeah. with yeah. your pops? Yeah, my dad, he still talks about that. <laughs> that wine's pretty memorable. Yeah. Mm. Do you have a favorite alcohol beverage, like, outside of wine? Yeah. Yeah. Alcoholic? Yeah. I would say whiskey. Yeah? Especially mm. bourbon. Oh, I shit. really like bourbon. Mm. Heck Just yeah. Neat, or do you like a cocked, like a bourbon sidecar or a bourbon yeah. sour? Or on the rocks? No, no cocktails, no. Just neat? Just straight, yeah. Straight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do you yeah. drink it on no, the rocks no. or just... Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, I refuse to put anything on my spirit right. except from ice. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Right, Got to keep right. it chill, you know? Don't want, yeah. it, don't want to volatilize too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right, we right. like that tiny bit of dilution. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, do you have any artists um, or albums that you are currently listening to, music-wise? You know, any Greece musicians, or or yeah. just anything yeah. you're listening to? What's the bop these days? <laughs> like that Greek trap, Greek trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apart from that, I'm not really into Greek. Yeah, uh, but now. If you were to ask what album and what artist, sure. I mean, it varies. Yeah, right now I'm hearing a lot of rap music. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, we like rap uh, here. Yeah. <laughs> A- anyone in particular? <laughs> uh, very basic artist, Fifty Cent. Nice. Yeah. And, um, yes. Snoop. All right. No, no, those Snoop. are classics. Is what those are. Snoop. Yes, no. Yeah. Snoop Dogg yeah. is still like one of my favorite artists. Like, it's no, he still that. is. Yeah, it's uh, a doggy yeah. style. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I get lost in the sauce. I'm sorry. Know, pretty classic. <laughs> yeah. Pretty basic. Yeah. No, I love it, dude. Um, one of my favorite ones to ask is a favorite piece of advice you've been given. Uh, what I can say right now, uh, pretty much right now, the world is springing up, mm. and Things that used to take a lot of years has taken way less years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to also think that you have to do a lot of things quicker. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do things I quicker. Mean, you um, things that used to take a lot of years to happen happens way sooner. Sure. Yeah. And that's why uh, we're getting to do things quicker, mm-hmm. and we need to act a little bit more quickly. Quickly, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. To act, to act more quickly with the the fastening, the response time, pace of the world. Exactly. Yeah. The response time. Yeah. <laughs> Move with I the mean, quickness of the world. We can't keep pushing it off five years, I mean, ten years. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, because you don't really know what's gonna happen in five years. That's fair. Like, like, do it now. Don't do it uh, later. Like right? now, we are literally discussing about World War Three. Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, think Cold about truth. it. Three years ago, we couldn't get out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to send text a text message to go out of from uh, from my house. That's true. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, brave new world <laughs> just needed a mask <laughs> yeah so yeah we used to wear yeah. masks everywhere we were mandated to get vaccines yeah <laughs> pretty much everywhere yeah uh, so it's like i guess what you're trying to say is uh if there's something you want to do do it now do it fast move with the way the world is moving and 
Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Or you'll yeah. get left behind. Or you'll get yeah. left behind. Yeah. <laughs> you need to act quickly. Yeah. No, it's good advice. You know, like don't put it off. Like you're saying, Jesse. You know, take it today. Do the thing. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean if your plan is taking more than three months, yeah, yeah, don't do it. Yeah. 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 That's it's good advice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just take it down, do it now, get it done. <laughs> well, thank you, Gregory, for being on the show. And this was a great episode, Gregory. Thank you, man. Yeah. No, good insight, mm. good knowledge to pass on. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed the wines we opened. Oh, yeah. That was pretty good. Thank yeah. you for inviting me. For anybody um, who wants to follow you, do you have an Instagram? I, I have an Instagram. Or something yeah. you want to yeah. have our viewers check out potentially, you know, on social media. This is your chance yeah, to yeah, yeah. let I have them an, know. Yeah, I have an Instagram, actually. It's Gregory.djini. Nice. Yeah, mm. it's basically my name and my last name. Hell yeah. Mm. Okay. yeah. Easy and simple. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Well, people, oh, you yeah. guys know where to follow him. Uh, you guys know where to follow us. Instagram, Spotify, <laughs> Apple Music. Yeah. Uh, wherever you can find the podcast at Ripe With Wisdom. Uh, and that's uh, ripewithwisdom at gmail.com for any inquiries and questions about the show that you want to you know, talk to us about. Well, that's, uh, that's where we are. Thank you for listening right. to our uh, awesome podcast. Uh,